we welcome you to the Lutheran Prayer Hour. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O First hymn, Come Holy Ghost. Thank you. 
reading from Acts, the second chapter. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound the multitude came together, and they were bewildered, because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. They were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all of these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in his own language? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians, we hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others mocked, saying, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be made known to you, and give ear to my words. For these people are not drunk, as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. In the last days it shall be, declares the Lord, that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants in those days I will pour out my Spirit, and they shall prophesy, and I will show wonders in the heavens above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke, the sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I love the habitation of your house, and the place where your glory dwells. Alleluia! Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia! We hear so much about the Holy Spirit after Easter, there seems to be hardly anything left to say on Pentecost. And after today, we hardly hear anything about him. We'll hear about baptism next Sunday, then about death, then about the banquet of the Lord, then the joy of heaven over one sinner who repents. And if we look at the, what follows the day of Pentecost in the book of Acts, 
we hear mostly about the disciples preaching, not about the Holy Spirit, but about Jesus. His death and his resurrection, repentance, baptism into his name for the forgiveness of sins, and the breaking of the bread in which he makes himself known. Jesus has been explaining why in the long speech that we've heard for the last five weeks. The Holy Spirit's task is to glorify him, Jesus. Christ speaks about the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit speaks about Christ. He points us to the crucifix. Today, we hear a final word about the Holy Spirit, that he is the helper whom the Father will send in Jesus' name, who will teach the apostles all things and bring to remembrance all that he had said to them. The Spirit's work is the very same thing for you and I. He brings to remembrance Christ, his words, his name. And he glorifies Jesus by delivering him to us. And how? In his word. This is the first thing to notice in the Pentecost story also. The crowds didn't gather because of the fire. They came together at the sound. The Holy Spirit works by the ear, always. Though we often sing of him as the Holy Ghost, he doesn't haunt or possess people. He speaks. He sends preachers. He always works by an external word. The fire of Pentecost was one of the few miracles that Jesus specifically foretold. But the sound, not the fire, drew the crowd. And what they heard was not a whoosh from above, some divine passing of wind. It was words. It was an utterance that bewildered and astonished them. It was simple, intelligent speech. It was the mighty works of God told in their own tongue. Throughout Acts, only the apostles seemed to be able to give the gift of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives utterance. It didn't continue forever, something St. Paul treats at length in 1 Corinthians. I know what comes to mind when we read about speaking in tongues. Some Christians still claim the power to speak in tongues by the Holy Spirit. You may have even witnessed it. Probably gave you the same reaction as the Pentecost crowds, perplexed, astonished, and bewildered, or maybe even freaked out. Maybe you thought they were filled with new wine. Here's the key difference between all of that and Pentecost, though. You couldn't understand what was being said. Speaking in tongues today always sounds like gibberish. And the question we need to ask is, does the erratic, unintelligible speech of those who speak in tongues, or claim it, fit with what the scriptures say? Does God promise that Christians should always for all time, expect this gift as a true sign of the Spirit, as the true sign. Does his word say that the gift will ever die out, or will never die out? The answer to these questions is no. Unlike love, tongues and prophecy and apostolic knowledge will cease. Not all speak in tongues, not all prophesy, not all perform miracles. Well, we don't even have to run to 1 Corinthians. All we have to do is look at Pentecost and what Jesus himself says. 
If ever there was a time for theatrics and miracles and for impressive shows of the Holy Spirit, it had to have been Pentecost. But there's no doves here. There's fire falling on heads. Fire is almost always a bad sign in the Bible. And yet in this place, it doesn't consume. Kind of like God's presence in the burning bush for Moses. But even beyond this baptism with fire and the Holy Spirit, Jesus mentioned no other miracles or powers. He didn't even mention the tongues of Pentecost, the many languages uttered by the Spirit's enabling. Those miraculous tongues were nothing like the speaking in tongues of today. Today's tongues are known by their incomprehensibility. They're babbling that no one understands edifying and converting no one. That kind of tongue in the Bible is always a curse. Babel, the traditional Old Testament reading for today, is just one example of that. No, the tongues of Pentecost are in service to something greater, something more important. Words. Simple words that proclaim the mighty deeds of God, words that cut men to the heart, and words that answered their guilt and shame with hope. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the Holy Spirit. The crowds gathered because they heard Galileans talking their own language. And they stayed, not for a pyrotechnic kind of creepy, spirit-induced hysteria, they stayed for a sermon. In fact, they stayed for a Bible reading. Pentecost was just like our service today. Half of it is stuff from the Old Testament. Joel, Psalms, a lot about the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. When the Holy Spirit unleashed his divine power on all flesh, it's only what Joel had always said. It's a power that preaches words. The miracles were subservient to the sermon. The tongues were the real languages. They weren't angelic babblings. The prophecies didn't tell the future or reveal new and different information, really. They just gave a simple little promise from the Old Testament. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Repent and be baptized in Jesus' name for the forgiveness of your sins, and you'll receive the Holy Spirit. And this promise is for you and for your children. Thank God. For these are His mighty works. They are greater than we even realize. The Holy Spirit, with no theatrics, no visible changes or measurable energies, still saves sinners. He delivers the crucified and risen Christ to evil men, even those who have killed him. He justifies the ungodly and creates faith in unbelieving hearts, and he does it with something so seemingly insignificant as words. Just like Jesus said, though, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. And the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. And the Helper, 
the Holy Spirit whom the Father sends in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Now, these are two different things. The Holy Spirit of Pentecost, the one Jesus and his Father sends. That Spirit brings everything to you by his external word. He teaches you all things by bringing to your remembrance what Jesus said by glorifying Christ, by working faith and love toward God in you, that by His grace you hear, trust, and keep His holy word. Christ speaks about the Spirit, but the Spirit speaks about Christ. He causes the word to be proclaimed that the mighty works of God might be done in you. He brings you into Jesus' name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit through holy baptism, bestowing the forgiveness of sins and pouring himself out on you richly, as Peter says. And kept in that name, Father, Son, and Spirit, you call upon him. Joel's old promise is yours. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is the danger of Pentecostalism which is seeking the Holy Spirit and magical spirit power apart from God's external word. Jesus said, Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. Those who seek or trust in a second baptism of the Holy Spirit with tongues or other supernatural powers, they are denying the baptism that Jesus gives in his word the one that Peter preached at Pentecost. Not a baptism of the Spirit, but baptism with water using the name of, that Jesus gave us and the baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins that gives the Holy Spirit and is God's promise for you and for your children. Pentecostalism gives up the greatest climactic moment of Pentecost. It gives up holy baptism. And for what? For the confusion of Babel. The real power is in the Lord's word, pure and simple. Hear Jesus' incredible promise to you again. Whoever keeps my word, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, all come and make their dwelling with you. Whoever is baptized in that triune name has that triune God as their own. Now this is power. This is how the Holy Spirit works. He calls you by the gospel. He enlightens you with his gifts. He sanctifies and keeps you in the true faith. He brings Jesus to your remembrance and his words. And this is why we hear so little about the Holy Spirit after today, after Pentecost. It's because he's busy doing his work. He isn't causing pyrotechnics or strange happenings. He is pointing you to Jesus. You are hearing the Holy Spirit in the prophetic and the apostolic scriptures. You are hearing him in the preaching of Jesus Christ, and you are hearing him in the word of absolution. You are receiving him in the ongoing treasure of your baptism. And you will know that he is at work because you are constantly being kept and directed to hear Jesus and to trust in him. Let not your hearts be troubled. Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen.
Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. O God, on this day you once taught the hearts of your faithful people by sending them the light of your Holy Spirit. Grant us in our day, by the same Spirit, to have a right understanding in all things, and evermore to rejoice in his holy consolation. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O Lord, look down from heaven, behold, visit, and relieve your servants who stand in need of our prayers. Look upon them with the eyes of your mercy. Give them comfort and sure confidence in you. Defend them from all danger, and guard and keep them in perpetual peace and safety. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have graciously kept me this day, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. The Lutheran Prayer Hour is brought to you each Sunday morning by the Lutheran Congregations of the Missouri Synod in southeast North Dakota. If you have no church of your own, we extend a cordial invitation to hear God's Word with us at one of our Southeast Circuit congregations. You can find service times, sermons, and other information for the faithful Lutheran Church nearest you at sendlcms.org. That's S-E-N-D-L-C-M-S dot O-R-G. If you have any questions about the Bible, the Lutheran Church, or any comment regarding this broadcast, address them to KBMW 605 Dakota Avenue, Wapaton, North Dakota, 58075. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.